Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? What would you do if you knew you could not fail? I have been asking that question. Somebody asked me, how long have I been asking that question? Because that question has been floating around. So Mm -hmm. I started to ask that question in 1999, right before my mentor passed away. And she didn't quite put that to me that way. She put it to me, Sedonia Cahill was amazing. And she is one of these people that when you think about the reluctant mystic and you think about fulfilling your destiny and you think about Robin H. Clare joining me here today, best-selling spiritual author, you think about what we're going to talk about here today. You can't not help think about the people in your life that have helped shape you. Mm-hmm. that have helped carve pieces of you away that you didn't need. And, you know, this conversation today is so cool because the timing of this is so perfect, but the conversation in itself is powerful. Now, look, if you know Robin, you know about Hungry for Answers. You know that podcast on the first and third Thursdays. You know that. You know that she is somebody that is coming and it's in the forefront of, how should I say it, recovery. She is a writing coach for folks in recovery. And let me tell you something. Let me get off on this for a minute. Let me get off on this for a minute. If you are somebody in recovery, one of the things that you just roll your eyes back is when your sponsor or somebody says to you, you have to write dot, 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 fill in the blank. But if you're going to work with somebody, you need to work with somebody like Robin, who is teaching us how to share the stories, because there are stories. So today, what we're talking about is we're talking about how the how the reluctant mystic turns into this absolutely way to fulfill destiny. That's what it is. And every single one of us has that ability. Robin, it's so great to have you here, right? Every, do every, every one of us has that ability, right? I think so, Dr. Pat. Yeah, thank you for having me, first of all. And I do believe that everyone has the opportunity to get to know their soul on a deeper level and to be able to say, wow, what is my soul trying to teach me? How has it been guiding me since I incarnated into this body? And are all the things that are happening to me part of my part of my destiny? And so that I believe once you're on that path, then there's a possibility to become a mystic, which is someone who is living their path so succinctly and so attuned, not only to their soul, but to the spiritual guidance that's available to them, that they get to call themselves a mystic. And the reluctance comes into 
when we're afraid to speak our truth because of past lives or uh, current lifetimes. Even I have to say this, I was hesitating on what can I talk about on the Dr. Pat show? What can I say? Like, how much can I reveal of who I am and what I do? And, and I'm thinking, wow, here I, I'm, I'm right here, right here, right now in prime time being reluctant. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's so true. You know, I, I, it's so true. I think about, I just think about these moments. And I think you just beautifully stated how they show up. Mm-hmm. I think about the moments where we've got the energy to uh, that's opening. We've got that opening energy to step forward. Right. And it, and you know, what I want to say about this, Robin, and I know you do this work. It's that, you know, when we're looking at our lives, sometimes stepping forward for me has been getting off the couch. I've been there. I mean, that's how I started this show 18 years ago because I was on the couch. I could have moved. You know, nothing in my life on paper pointed to the fact that I'm stuck on the couch. That wasn't, it never made sense to anybody why I couldn't move. Um, And, you know, reluctance comes in an energy format, right? Yeah, yeah. It comes in that format, doesn't it? It does. And I also want to just go back to what you said about you know, I was stuck on the couch. (laughs) Sometimes that's a good thing, right? Because sometimes we have to transform inside or we, or we're allowing what, what wasn't serving us to maybe move out of our lives. And we're sitting there in a form of metamorphosis, right? Waiting. We're coming out of the cocoon, right? Of the couch and we're going to bloom. And I noticed that even the other day, like, or in the last couple of weeks, I was thinking, well, my, my private practice is slowing down a little. There must be something new coming. See, that is, I think, the words of someone deeply on their spiritual path. When things are slowing down, it's not like, uh uh-oh, what's going to happen? I'm going into fear mode now. Where am I? How am I going to make a living? What am I doing? The person who is on the deep spiritual path would say, ooh, something's coming. Like there's an opening here for something new to arrive. And then about three different things arrived at once. And, and actually in a conversation with shout out to Jessica in your, in your company, she helped me to see that they were actually all part of the same thing, but I needed to talk it out with someone to say, Oh yeah, yes. Right. These aren't three new things. Cause when it felt like three new things, it felt overwhelming. Right. Right. And then I'm thinking, Oh, these are three parts of my next evolution and my next part of fulfilling my divine destiny and you know let's talk about that because on the couch right and it's a metaphor Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways for people for me it was very real Mm -hmm. uh my best friend was my remote control and my dog you know very very good best friends for a really long time Mm -hmm. um but there is something here that's so fascinating that we shy away from and that is a profound spiritual calling question do you have a profound spiritual calling but you're afraid to fulfill your destiny mm-hmm. and i got to tell you i i I'm, i mean there are certainly some surreal things that have happened to me in the past 2 years really surreal and also in the way 
that people, you know, see you or see yes. me. Yes. And, but I'm not unusual. I'm not like, a, I'm not unlike other people. I want to talk about a spiritual calling with you for a minute, because I do believe everybody has it. And I think that it's on the fingertips or on the tongues of us, or it's right in front of us. And I want to talk with you about how you knew or how you know that yes. you're either on the path, have been on the path, or are waiting to get on the spiritual calling path. Yeah, so I think for everyone, it begins with um, a, something that you say to yourself that, wow, there seems to be something bigger than just me. Like this world is not just about me going to work every day or me, uh, you know, being in relationship. There's something bigger here than me. And when you feel that, when you feel that connection, then you start going on your spiritual journey. So I think that the spiritual calling begins with the spiritual journey that you step onto, maybe finding things that are very interesting to you, that you're reading, that you're going and working with teachers, watching movies, whatever it is that gets, you know, spending more time outside. And then I feel like once the divine knows that you're serious about it, they're like, Ooh, look at that. Look at that. I think this person is someone that can help us heal humanity and heal mother earth. Let's Let's see what, what, let's see what she or he are willing to do. And so for me, I was working in corporate America, but I had this calling and I just didn't know what to do. And so I stood on my deck for almost a year wow. asking the same question every night. How can I be of greater service to mankind? And I knew that there was a being of light standing next to me, but I was wicked afraid to turn and look who this being of light was. And I just, I just kept saying it. I kept saying it. And what I have, what I came to understand is that at that moment in time, I committed to being of divine service because I said it so many times, right? But yeah. they say re repetition, right? I repeated it so many times and put myself out there so much, but I didn't know that that was happening. And then over the course of the next eight years, I would have a, these all these spiritual opportunities come up healing opportunities i think healing is an extraordinarily important on the spiritual journey and i came to realize that my spiritual mantra was bring it on and so that brought on a <laughs> lot of really crazy profound opportunities but also a lot of healing and and so after the eight years, I would come to find out I'm a, I'm a channel for the divine realm, and I am a, an author, a spiritual author, and I channel books for the Ascended Masters, and I would come to find out that the being of light standing next to me was Yeshua, or most people oh. know him as Jesus, mm -hmm. and then he came to me eight years later, and he said, you're ready now. Can you write a book for me called Messiah Within? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even know who you are. You know, I'm not even sure I want to do this. I, what are my family going to say? What are my friends going to say? Right. And finally, um, I just gave in and I decided to write the book. And that began my career as a spiritual author. But it's, it's, 
it's not easy to take that first big step, right? You know, what is that expression? Um, Take the step and the net will appear. Well, it's really huge when you're trying to, when you're asked to fulfill something. And I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to do this. And then I hear a message from Yeshua. Who are you not to do this, Robin? Exactly. Right. And I'm like, yeah, who am I not to do this? But I had this fear that stemmed from past lives. Because one of the things I've learned when I wrote Messiah Within for Yeshua, he said it never ended well for any of us before. And meaning that most people deeply on their spiritual path, fulfilling their divine destiny, didn't have a good ending prior prior to this incarnation. Now this is our time. Yeah. Right. This is our time to make a true difference in the world. But before we were outcasts and we were considered heretics and oddballs. Oddballs. Yeah. And people were afraid of us because they thought we were doing things, black magic, different things. Um, and not even, I don't think until this, till quite recently, I think even in the 1950s, people were still being institutionalized for being able to connect to their deceased loved ones. I got to tell you, um, my mom, and this is what I've come to know, it's taken me a lifetime. But what I've come to know, my mom committed suicide when I was six. And I worked with Adrian Cobb for a little while. And, you know, one of the things that you get when you work with people like her or like you, for example, people can work with you and get insight. This is what I'm encouraging people to do. Because when you sit down and you work with somebody, Robin, like you, a lot of things get shown to you. But if you're not working with somebody, you cannot make sense of it. And that's why I love that what you're doing to help people includes writing. Mm. Because writing, and let's talk about writing for a moment and the journey of the mystic, if we could. The reluctant mystic or any mystic. I mean, think about all the writings. Think about what's been written in many, many religious and spiritual philosophies written now when i say writing i mean they could be literally written in a language dead sea scrolls right now are being put together masterfully and interpreted but there's writing of all kinds there's way where we see glyphs hieroglyphs of what messages people were trying to say and they're fascinating Mm -hmm. but writing too and teaching people to write is another way to document you know your spiritual mastery right that Mm -hmm. which has come forth and because you've written the books you've written and because you've sort of come out in this world now what happens is the door gets open for other people to walk through doesn't it right and when i when i um was first getting a glimpse that i was to write for the divine they would wake me up in the middle of the night at 111-222-333-444, and I would have to get up and write. And the, the only thing I knew to do was to write letters to God. Dear God, this is what is happening in my life, you know, and, and then I would write the answers. And it was the only thing I really knew how to do because I didn't consider myself a channel and I didn't consider myself an author or even a writer. I would write corporate reports, but you know, that, that was it. And, um, and then one day I said to my guides, 
do you think you could stop waking me up in the middle of the night? Uh And they said, yes, why don't you start writing in the middle of the day? Okay, and there you go. And you know what? And there you go. And I love this because you and I have had many conversations uh, Mm -hmm. with you tuning in. And, and, you know, I don't know another language for it, but you tuning in on what your vision, what you saw, not just for yourself, but for us. I mean, from the day I met you, you know, we've had multiple conversations like this, you know, that allow for that opening and the possibility. Uh, and you know, for me, just hearing you talk about these things and then your life and then your own vision, I mean, this is really the calling. I love what you said. I want to get to it here too, to talk about this, about the path from reluctance to fulfilling your destiny, Mm -hmm. because we have to talk about this. You know, if you are in a place of reluctance, the message really to everyone out there is it's simply a place of reluctance for the moment. It doesn't become your life. So for you, you overcame roadblock, 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 and got there, including you're waking up in the middle of the night. What can we say to people Yeah, that yeah, are so, really facing these roadblocks? So reluctance to me comes when you're afraid, right? You have the spiritual calling and you, you, you know you can do all of these things things and you want to fulfill your destiny there there I think there's fear in the way I also for me I was an addiction for many many years and so I felt almost like a fraud trying to do this work I did it anyway and to me that's what I think is beautiful about the there are two types of reluctant mystics one who will be reluctant and not do anything, not take action. And then there are the reluctant mystics who will do it anyway and just keep plowing through until they're maybe figure out that they're in recovery. They can come into recovery or they can heal their wounds. They go to therapy or life coaching to take a look at the trauma that is blocking their ultimate connection to their divine source. Because when you're, when you're in, you know, your trauma patterns are the most active patterns in you, it's difficult to see your own light. And so I think all of those things um, play a part. What do you, what is your family going to think? What is society going to think? And yet, when you have someone like Yeshua say, um, who are you not to do this, right? You almost say, yeah, really, like, what the heck, right? <laughs> Yeah, Robin, let me ask you about this, because, man, you hit something really important to talk about. You and I both know what happens when we stay reluctant beyond Mm -hmm. the point that we're supposed to. Okay, so I'm making this up now. I don't know if this is true, but this is an experience. You know, you're reluctant and you know, you're hanging out there, but there's a point by which you're getting enough information to move forward. And we don't, in my case, it was six months after dialing that wrong phone number. And here I was paying for airtime and people in my small circle were like, we got to take her over to Harborview. She's not well. She says something not right with her. What they didn't realize is was it wasn't right for me before I couldn't do Yes. What they thought I was going to do. I couldn't take this degree and all this great research and go back to corporate America. I couldn't do it. Well, and there's also the concept of divine timing. Yeah. 
right? Because a lot of times, many people on the spiritual path will, you know, will hear a message, whether they hear it themselves, or they get a reading or, or talk to someone. And they're like, really? Okay, when? How? Now? Jump now? And the divine's like, I don't know, because we don't know what time it is right? I'm making a joke, but the divine doesn't know what time it is here on earth. They just know that you have a destiny that you're trying to fulfill. And if you get the message now, it may not be the correct time, but they want you to know about it. So they're planting a seed inside of you that says, hey, this is your potential. So whether you jump now or a little while later, keep the momentum moving forward. You know, keep it in the forefront and say, wow, what, maybe I'm not comfortable. Maybe I need to learn more about this. Um, and, or, and that's why I have a new program coming out in the, in the fall. I'm just yeah. writing it now called The Right Recovery, W-R-I-T-E. And I'm hoping that by doing this workbook, whether in a program with me or on their own, people will move through what is holding them back from writing. And I felt that this is a really great tool. So, you know, when we think about recovery, I think it's important to say this to Dr. Pat, we're all in recovery. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because we are, could be in recovery from, you know, a difficult childhood or um, in recovery from a job that just, you know, drove us crazy, or it can be drugs and alcohol, or it can be watching too much TV. Like, any time that you step on the spiritual path and you are trying to improve your life through those type of teachings, you can declare that you are in recovery. So you don't have to have had a drug problem or a gambling problem. You are trying to heal your wounds and you are trying to connect with your own soul. That is a path of recovery. And, you know, let's just, can I piggyback off what you said right now? everybody everybody is going through what you just described and what i mean by everybody is that we are sitting now in a situation we have never been in and i gotta tell you it's played out robin at the highest highest visible places the olympics it's played out so ask yourself this question just for a minute because you and i know this about recovery right Mm -hmm. we know that if you see the tip like if you see the tip of recovery or you see the tip of addiction or what's going on just to like the tip of the iceberg yes. you know that there's this big chunk of ice underneath oh yes and what a message for us to now pay attention to the many ways we are numbing ourselves or not addressing you know the need for us to have an outlet or to find a way to be spiritually connected but writing in the journey of recovery, whether it's eating, whether it's recovery from from COVID nineteen, it's still recovery. Yes. It's still recovery, recovery from eighteen months. If you don't find a way to tell the story and change a perspective, boy, that stays with you for life, doesn't it? It does. And what I find with my writing clients is that they have some pretty profound stories, as we all do. And I remember uh, Neil Donald Walsh, who's a, who wrote Conversations with God. And he, he said, if you walked into, this was a long time ago, so that most people went to bookstores then. He said, if you, if you went into Barnes and Noble 
and you're best about to write a book about your life and your healing and everything. And you look and there's a table and every book there is the same topic as yours. He's like, that's when you write your book because there's not enough authors and there's not enough books to reach all of the different people that need to hear your story. And even, and, and because we have a resonance, an energetic resonance that people say, wow, I really like what she's saying. I like what he's saying. I want to read their books. Mm-hmm. And so there could never be enough books. So don't let the idea that there's too many of your type of books stop you from writing. Not only because whoever you reach is who you're destined to reach, but two, it is the most profound healing tool that I have found. And I have done a lot of healing in my life, but writing it, um, it, it brought it from the depth of my soul, from the depth of my gut out onto the paper. And I, and I, was a, I could cry, I could mm-hmm. yell, I could do whatever I needed to do in the, with the written word. Um, and what I say to my folks is, the first time you write your book, because you're going to write it twice, the first time you write your book, write it, or the first time you're writing, just get it all out of you. And then we'll go back and clean it up, right? So if you say, I can't write that about my parents, they're still alive, then we'll fix it, right? We'll make it so that it's a learning opportunity for other parents to understand the impact that situations can have on their children. Yeah. We work on that. Yeah. I mean, this is part of the conversation. I want to just uh, let people know before we go to break, how do they connect with you? How do they find out about what the what you're offering for them, especially as a writing coach and what's coming up in the fall? Tell us about how they can find out about all of that. Yeah, so they so you can find my website. It's clarity.com. That's C-L-A-R-E dash ity.com. And then on Instagram, it's Clarity by Robin and Facebook Clarity with Robin. And then you can also find me right here on Transformation Talk Radio, the first and third Thursdays at noon Eastern time. And also, if you're watching on Facebook, you'll see us posting Robin's website right there as well. If you've got a question for us today, 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, you know, we're going to talk about paradoxical energies. And they are paradoxical in a lot of ways. Whether you're a spiritual warrior or a divine warrior, there is a difference. Do you know what they are? What do you think Wonder Woman might be? Let's take a short break and we'll be back with another Wonder Woman of earthly fashion. (laughs) Most of the time, I guess. (laughs) Robin Claire. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Champion your life with me, Leanne Champion. First Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit championyourlife.com and let's do this together. Hi, I'm Trish Laub from A Cup of Comfort, where we talk about care hero topics that nobody wants to talk about. Here's your care hero tip of the day. During all care hero journeys, The need to keep track of a lot of information arises, some of it critical. 
possibly the greatest challenge care heroes face is the gathering and organizing of information. Just as every trade has a power tool, whether an electric drill or a laptop, my family's care hero power tool was the three ring binder. We generated a mini library of labeled three ring binders, one for each category of information, complemented with additional spiral notebooks used to detail medical appointments and episodes. This unfussy and convenient system of binders helped my family stay organized and able to deliver the dignified care and end of life my parents desired. Tune into my show to learn more. See you on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 12 Pacific here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at info at The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Have you known that you're on a soul path, but often wondered why you don't have the insight of how to go from here to there, or whether or not what you're doing is going to take you to where you want to go in your soul's journey? Damayante is the show for your soul. Damayante speaks to your soul, connects with your soul, and shines a light for your soul. Damayante, the show for your soul with Sarah Main, brings you insights and a pathway to your soul's journey on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for? Guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOdnedo.com. You know, look, we're going to talk about this today because what we're talking about with Robin H. Claire, we're talking about Robin Claire, it's a lot of things. And, you know, if you want to find out more about Robin, of course, go to the website, Claire-IT.com, C-L-A-R-I-T-Y.com. Not only are you going to find out about that, but you're going to be able to listen to Hungry for Answers, the podcast, first and third Thursdays, right here in Transformation Talk Radio. Um, but more than that, you're going to talk about and learn about how the journey that each of us takes, you know, how we go from this place of reluctance to fully stepping into who we are. And, you know, what does that mean? But, you know, Robin, one of the things we were talking about before the break, and I want to come back to it, is, you know, we were chit-chatting during the break, and, and I mentioned something to you. I said, I was really struck by the fact that we have certain portrayals of heroic, really powerful, powerful, and I want to call them superheroes, but they're not. They're characters out of comic books, right? And the way Wonder Woman was portrayed, modern Wonder Woman from the get-go, you really knew there was something that was different, but nobody could really pinpoint it. And I think you're about to talk about this. I think when we celebrate courage and warriors and we celebrate mm-hmm. people on the journey we think about the energy they bring forth so it really comes to is it a spiritual warrior is it a divine warrior is there really a difference and how do we know the energy of each yeah yeah 
So um, I was thinking about that when you were sharing about Wonder Woman, and I was thinking too that she really is the full personification of both her divine feminine and her divine masculine. And so she is just completely empowered to be the, the ultimate version of herself. And I think that's what we find um, in all, even, you know, all of the people that we really admire who are doing very creative work on the planet, but also making it happen. So it's, they take an idea, they're not reluctant, and they make it happen. And I, and I think that that's part of it. So to answer your other question, Mm -hmm. the movement from spiritual warrior to divine warrior. So to me, a spiritual warrior is someone who is really studying the spiritual path and they're doing their healing work along with it. That's part of being the warrior. You just can't be reading or listening to podcasts. You have got to heal your trauma so that you can let more of your light in. And so they're they're studying the spiritual teachings. They're, you know, people might say, hey, look at, look at Pat. She's much more spiritual now. <laughs> like that's when you know, right? When when someone right. talks, defines you as spiritual. But also in my book, Feast and Famine, Sophia, the Holy Spirit, said that, and and she has said this to many, many spiritual teachers, suffering is an option on the spiritual path, meaning that we can still suffer if we want to. Pain is inevitable and suffering is an option. So we have a choice. We can waffle between, yes, I want to suffer or no, I don't want to suffer. And so it becomes an option. On the divine, for the divine warrior, two things that happen, instead of just learning about the spiritual teachings, you become them. You embrace them fully and you live them every day. You, you, you just, you absorb them almost. And then everything that you say and do and feel is about what you've learned on the spiritual path and it becomes you. And the second is that suffering is no longer an option, meaning that you don't need to suffer anymore because if you are embracing and living the spiritual teachings and working to become one with the divine, i.e., becoming a mystic, there's no need to suffer because I don't think there's any suffering going on in the non-physical realm. I think it's all love, all love. And that's what we're striving here to become. We're, what I believe is the meaning of life is, is to be able to live like a divine human being, a divine warrior, while you are in human form. Mm-hmm. So live your divine nature while you're a human being. And I believe that that's ultimately the goal. And so that requires you not to be suffering because there's no room for that anymore. Yeah. You know, when we think about this journey and we think about the transition and the transformation you just talked about, you know, I'm, I'm really struck by how we are all being invited to the spiritual party. Mm-hmm. we're all being invited to dance with the divine. Yes. And I am struck by that today. And, and I think what, re- what, what, what caused the rise in this, and this is my perception of it in the world, what's causing the rise of pure, unedited 
truth is what you're talking about. And it's showing up because when you're in that realm, there's a level of truth that comes forward Mm -hmm. that you just can't not be it. You can't not say it. You can't not do it. And we saw it in Simone Biles. You know, we saw a level of, I mean, talk about spiritual divine warrior. Part of what people are looking at and, you know, I mean, we have a pop culture here. And when a person like Taylor Swift comes out and literally in her words, in her song, in her nature, opens the door and embraces the Simone Biles and, and literally brings Simone Biles to tears. That is the energy. Right. See, that that's, is the energy, isn't it? That's the oneness. Yeah. Right. That's the oneness that we're all striving for because we are all one. Oneness does oneness means embracing our differences, but knowing that we are all divine sparks of 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 the divine realm or God or goddess, whatever, whatever works for you. But that that embracing, that's unconditional love too, right? Acceptance without judgment. That's how I define unconditional love. That's what Taylor was doing for Simone there was showing the world that we should be embracing her with unconditional love instead of saying, oh, she ruined our chances, right? Like she took care of herself, right? Which in turn took care of the rest of the team. And look what happened, how other members of the team were able to really shine, right? Because she made that, she made that decision. And, you know, I was really struck by the fact that people from all walks of life started to talk about what happens when truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's you and I have a chat about that, about why making the shift from spiritual to divine is important at this time, because something has happened at a global level that yeah. I think a lot of people, and especially in the media, they want to act as if it didn't happen. They want us to go back to the commercials on television where we buy this or buy this insurance company or do this or do that as if it didn't happen, you know, and yet people, millions in the world today are still in the happening, right? We're all in the happening. Yeah. Um, It reminds me, um, my fourth book, um, King Solomon Speaks. Yeah. So the message Again, folks, I'm a channel for the Ascended Realm. So King Solomon's request was, I need my spiritual warriors to become divine warriors, meaning to be, embrace the teachings, to stop suffering. He said, when, that, when enough of you do that, there will be a tipping point on the planet where the rest of humanity will rise into higher consciousness living. And so I had to find a very simple way to do that, which is I created an ebook and a series of recorded meditations. And those are available on my website as well. But we need to make that shift. The spiritual warriors need to make that shift. Um, it's almost like getting off the spiritual pot, right? <laughs> They've got to come and fulfill what they intended to do. Right. There's so many of us here now and millions and millions and uh, billions, really. And so we need to fulfill our divine destiny, which is to become is to live the divine teachings here on the earth plane. Yeah. 
you know, I want to talk about what that means. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when I've done shows like this, or you and I have talked about it, or I talk about things that seem totally irrelevant to a spiritual movement, you know, I'm really struck by the fact that, you know, when at the end of the day, I'm an everyday person. I really am. I'm really shocked sometimes at how people reference me. You know, of course, Benny has called me ping pong patty for a long time. That's me as well. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, every once in a while, I have an experience like I had last week where somebody must have, you know, heard that reference, which I love. It's a term mm -hmm. of endearment comes from you know, my friend and colleague, Benny Mathers. And right. uh, it is true. It is me. I'm ping pong patty most of the time. Right. Um, but in the end, you know, when somebody references me who doesn't know me or finds me and says, oh, Reverend Dr. Ping pong patty, you wonder, wow, somebody has looked me up. And then I get a little weirded out a little bit. Right, right. And they said, we heard you're the street smart spiritualist, because that's what Mark Anthony calls me. Mm -hmm. And I wonder in my life, what else is mine to do? Because in the end, it doesn't matter what you're called, ping pong patty, or doctor this or spiritual this or reverend this. The question is what you mentioned. Am I doing all I can do to bring positive, spiritual, inclusive messages forward? Am yeah. I doing that? And, and that's really, for me, what I face myself with every day. But I was somebody once that couldn't do her laundry. Mm -hmm. You know, I was digging in a dumpster for hot dogs at 17. I just want to say for everybody listening, and I want to know your message, Robin. Yeah. I mean, for everybody listening today, this is not for Robin and me. This is because we get it. We get what might be going on with you. We don't know for sure because we cannot experience it. But we get it. Yeah. Robin, what do you think? Yes, I'm, I'm also asking I'm asking my guidance for a message, too, for the listeners. And the message is to see the world through the eyes of the divine. Like to become the messenger, to become the servant, to become the helpful person. So whether you have a lot to give and a lot to share or nothing to give, see how you can help. Because I believe that we grow through serving others. And I, I know I certainly have um, in, my, in my own life. And so um, I was watching a, a Facebook uh, video or a YouTube video where a guy dropped his wallet and a guy picked it up, a homeless man, and he gave him the wallet back. And the guy said, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, here's, here's like, you know, $40. And that he followed the guy and he went to McDonald's and he bought like 10, 15 Happy Meals or something. And then he started walking around finding the other homeless people and he started giving the food out. And he just said, I have to be of service to others. And so we don't, angels come in all kinds of packages, right? Mm -hmm. 
right? And we just have to know that, that they're here to teach us. And so be the teacher. So think of yourself as the divine, right? Think of yourself as the divine in training and look at people with your eyes and smile at them with your eyes and, and see how you can serve and, and just share positive, positive words with them and try to try to maintain that. Hmm. Um, I want to just tell everybody that here we are, and you are someone that has stepped out in service. And I want to talk about this for a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and skip the next break as well. I want to talk about this a little bit. You know, you have written books that bring forward the invitation. See, I love that. I love that word. I don't know why I love that word. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I love the word invitation. I don't even know where. I just love that word. But it's an invitation. And you're really you're the messenger, the channel, you're the one that's bringing forth the invitation. And, you know, the message today, as we look at spiritual calling, and we look at destiny, and we look at who we are in life, and we look at what's in front of us, there's an invitation for everyone, Robin. Yes, that's why you do the work you do. Um, look, tell us about what you now are creating mm. to open the invitation to make yes. it even bigger. Yeah, it's so like say, here's the bigger invitation. You didn't like this on the menu. I got this. Oh, you don't want that one. I got this. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the bigger invitation. Mm -hmm. Show and us I, what you're doing. Yeah. And I really want to say before I even share what it what I'm going to be up to next. It it is about that. It's about staying open to the invitation yourself. Right. And knowing that we're fulfilling a divine destiny. And when you keep doing your healing and when you keep staying open to uh, learning and open to opportunities and listening for guidance, the opportunities get bigger because the spiritual path, success on the spiritual path is measured by impact and rewarded with abundance. And so the more that you stay open to it, you have an impact, an opportunity to make a greater impact. So coming up very soon, I'm working with a dear friend, Astara Ashley from the Flower of Life Press. And we're creating what's called the Wise One Channel. And WISE being an acronym of Women's Inspiring Stories That Elevate Others. And what we're going to be doing is a um, anthologies, which are books that are written one chapter each by 20 different authors. And so we're doing that with a, with a podcast with them, as well as an online summit. And so the first book, the first anthology we're going to do is a book called The Reluctant Mystic. And this, I will be the leader of this book. Um, I realized when I was starting to write The Reluctant Mystic that it wasn't just my book. And I realized that there are many, many people who are what I call reluctant or were reluctant mystics. And that being that they had a spiritual calling, a divine destiny, and they were afraid but they did it anyway. And so I want to honor these, these reluctant mystics in this book by showing others how they can move beyond feeling reluctant. And so I'm so excited about yeah. this venture with Astara yeah. because, because we're going to create many, um, many anthologies together. And what I love about the anthology, there's so many things I love about an anthology. Yeah. One is that you, 
you write one chapter and you're an author because you're part of this beautiful collective energy book mm. of of 19 other authors and two yeah and then you become part of a community of all of the other women in your anthology right and um and so and then we'll and then we're going to be doing a, a a dedicated podcast on transformation talk radio called the wise one yep and we'll be interviewing our authors and then of course the online summit where we'll be coming together for a specific amount of time to teach on the topic. So this is just, again, this is so exciting for me because it's everything that I have done up to this point. I just spent the last year doing a podcast. I've been writing coaching, right? I've been teaching for years. And now what's unfolding for me is this next opportunity to bring it all together with someone who I really admire, Astara, and she's a wonderful publisher and designer and editor. And I'm like, God, this is it. This is this is the next level that happened for me because I'm keeping the door open for for new ways to serve the divine. I love this because what we're talking about is we're talking about this warrior spiritual synergy of these women mm-hmm. coming together. Right. We're talking about this thing that happens and you read about it all the time. What happens when when two or more are gathered? You fill in the blank, dot, dot, dot. Right. We're seeing this over and over again. And we're seeing the collaboration that brings forth powerful, powerful invitation. And that's what you're doing. I mean, we've seen this time and time again. We've seen people step up to collaborate, support each other, hold each other up but it's all engulfed in an action. And that's the action that you're creating. You both are creating this action. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to help people move from reluctance, right, to complete action in their lives. We've all been reluctant. Yes. And I want to say too, that women on the spiritual path have a very strong feminine energy. We do. Because it's We just do, do, right? By taking action like this, Astara and I are truly activating our masculine energy, which is about uh, supporting and providing and taking action. And so we're doing this consciously that way. You know, we're, 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 we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but now we're going to do it. And you know, and I just love it because now I'm, you know, it's another collaboration with Transformation Talk Radio. And it I just see the benefits going, you know, going all over the place with this. So I want to ask you this in the last couple of minutes we have left. We've talked about a lot today and certainly, you know, you're you're demonstrating what it looks like to take this energy, take divine, take spiritual warrior energy and bring it together and then look at spiritual teachings and and learning from other people. You know, I know for me, I'm not here because I'm all something, you know, I'm all about this out of birth. That is just not what happened to me. You know, I'm a student. I'm learning still, I'm a student, but yet I really know I'm called to really create a platform for people to continue to learn. I just know that. Right. Tell me right. from your perspective, your vision 
for yourself, mm -hmm. for, a for what you're creating with this group of authors. I know you've got this deep divine warrior vision. Tell me what your vision might be. Yeah, so our, our vision for the wise one, women's inspiring stories that elevate others, um, is to not only uplift the women that are involved in the anthologies, but to reach a greater audience. It's almost exponential, right? If you have 20 authors of one book, that the, the, the wisdom that's contained within these books can go so much further out to help society in general and to elevate women and men. Because um, I'm reading a book from one of my clients. It's written for men, but boy, it is really helping me in my relationship, you know, to understand my relationship with my husband and my son. I'm really learning a lot about that because I'm reading his book as, as his coach. And so I also wanted to say before that we are looking for those 20 authors to be part of the first anthology, The Reluctant Mystic. And so if you are one of those that was reluctant, but did your spiritual path anyway, and now are in great service to others, connect with me um, through my website, clarity.com, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. And then also, um, I'll, you know, I'll just know that you're interested. And if you're also interested in doing an anthology, being the leader of an anthology, because you have a topic that you think that we can find 20 other, 19 other authors to write your book with, let me know that too. And this is really the invitation that has this enormous ripple effect. This is why, mm -hmm. this is how you know, for all of you out there, this isn't just about something like what Robin is creating, but you could see it in the energy of what Robin is creating. You can mm -hmm. feel the ripple effect and then she's paying it forward. So this is really cool. And here's what I want to say to everybody out there. You can do this. Oh, even yes. if you feel completely overwhelmed, right, Robin, there's something that you can do. Maybe picking up the phone and calling somebody you haven't talked to in a while and just saying, how are you? Maybe it's that. And I know it's hard to do when you're in a really stuck place, when you're thinking time is not on your side. But I'm telling you, if you take a moment to create this kind of energy Robin is talking about, if you take a moment, just a moment out of your day to do this, you will feel the ripple effect of that act for mm -hmm. days to come. Robin, isn't that what you're creating? That it kind of what, ripple effect. Yes, absolutely. That kind of ripple effect. And I also wanted to share with everybody, I have a free 30 minute um, session with me on my website. So if you need someone to talk to, let it be me. And I can help you uh, kind of get some, give you some guidance around what's going on and, and what direction you need to take. I love it. Robin, one more time, tell people how they can talk to you, find out about you and all of the above. Yeah, so my website is clarity.com, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y, or you can try Robin H. Clare, C-L-A-R-E.com.